Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Racer. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. We are hyped up to talk some sports on this Friday. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, RayandTayToday.com. Tweet at us, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, you know, Instagram. We're everywhere, at Ray and Tay today. Ray, busy show, Friday, we're been off for a bit. We're back. We'll be back next Friday. Lots to catch up with, especially with the NBA. Let's start off first with a little bit of hockey and baseball and NFL. Tell me, what are you thinking with the Ducks series, big win the other night? And then also let's get to the Eastern Conference where they're, I believe they're tied 2-2. Where do, you, where do you see the Ducks? Do you feel like they're on their way maybe to a, another championship? You know what? I, I keep well. First of all, they won in overtime, right? So they are now. You know what? I, I, I'm torn on this one. I've I've been putting the Predators down all series. Series is oh, basically all playoffs. The series is tied two two. I would have said Anaheim goes in there and sweeps. But you know what? I might have to change my tune, and I might have to go with Nashville. Had they won yesterday, I would have been even more confident. But you know what? They're the underdogs. You ride the hot goalie. In hockey, it's the most unpredictable of the big four sports. I'm going to say the Nashville Predators go to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'll put it out there. And I'll, all my people really, even with Anaheim winning in Nashville to tie up the series 2-2, you, you still you think Nashville's going to go back now to Anaheim and get game five and then finish the game six? Or I think it might go to, I think it might go to seven. But you know what? The, the Nashville Predators have shown me more than I thought. And they've been the underdog throughout the whole playoffs. They were underdogs in every round. No, it's true. I'm I'm going natural. And, you know, in the East, I'm going to go with Ottawa. Why not? Well, they're up to one, and they're playing great. They're up to one. They're playing great. They have oftentimes two two or three of the top, you know, four or five players on the ice at any given time. This team can play, you know, just because Pittsburgh is defending champions, just because they have probably the best still, the best player, in hockey and Sidney Crosby, I still like this team. I love Carlson. I love I love what the, the Senators have done so far. So can you imagine a Nashville-Ottawa final of the NHL? Wow, that's, happy. that's hard to sell to the non-hockey fan, i got to say. So let me ask you this, though, real quick. Do you feel like uh, Sid the Kid's 100%? No. No, no, no. They, they, yeah, they, that's if, what if I was win, thinking. I don't – Yeah. If they win, it'll be it'll be Evgeny Malkin carrying them. I mean, I think Sidney Crosby is still Sidney Crosby. 
in terms of you need to know where he is, you need to play him, you need to account for him on the ice, but he's not. He's not 100%. And so this is really Malkin's team right now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So let's go to some baseball, man. Um, I I don't even really want to get into the Kevin Pillar slur so much. He apologized. We all know it's wrong. Baseball has no place for that. You know, we're still getting the sort of uh, tit-for-tat, oh, Batista and, 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 you know, him and um, the pitcher, Flattery, was like, I'm surprised he wanted to, you know, wanted to fight after what Odor did to him last year. But I kind of just, you know, baseball, you feel like they've got to mature and at the same time loosen up and have more fun. Because I thought in the World Baseball Classic, Ray, we saw Korea and, and Japan and Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic and the Netherlands, all these other countries show sort of America, like people have fun when they play baseball because it's entertainment. You know what I mean? Like it's a game. Yes. It's your profession and you don't, you know, disrespect anybody, but you also, you have fun. And so I think baseball has got to figure that out. Would you agree? It's kind of weird to me. It's so funny because the air in baseball was taken out, I don't know, five, ten years ago, maybe even from like the home run derby in the late 90s. What was that, 97, 98? They had the strike, the lockout season in 96, and then in 97, Sosa and McGuire. But when was the last time baseball had energy? You know, even when the Yankees were winning, and we're obviously big-time Yankee fans, from 96 to 2001, and then they go back in 2003, it wasn't that raw emotion that you see in these other sports, it almost became too professional. And, you know, it's unwritten. Man, it's we talk about it all the time. It, it's, it's oh, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I, I like tradition. Don't get me wrong. Tradition's cool. And I like that baseball has it. But they have to find a way to, they're doing things like trying to shorten the games with the intentional walks and you know, making it more pleasant for TV, but they have to find a way to energize the game. Yeah. And I don't know how they do that because, you know, the integrity of the game has to be the same. I don't want any gimmicks. You know, I think baseball is still a great game, but they do, maybe they have to let the players celebrate a little more. Maybe they have to let them show a little, you know, let their well, hair down, you know, get and I don't think personality will mess with tradition or integrity. I mean, to me, we know, you know, you play all the different sports, quarterback, goalie, you know, basketball, certain things, but hitting a home run, hitting a fastball, hitting it 400 feet, you know, out of the park, out of the stadium, it's not that easy. You know what I mean? Not everybody can do it. And I think a little emoting and a little emotion and passion, that's what I loved about, like, the like, you remember the – Big Red Machine and Bucky Dent and Joe Morgan and Johnny Pete Rose. There was passion when those guys played. Uh, the Orioles and Pirates, that World Series. You're right. You feel like you haven't seen a passionate World Series, I think, about with the uh, Cardinals and, and, and Royals, with George Brett and them. You know, it's been a long time. So to say this, how about the Minnesota Twins and obviously the best record in baseball, the Houston Astros, but the Twins are in first place, right? We haven't given the Twins love on our show in maybe, what, two, three years? I mean, maybe the end of last year, I think we did a segment. I was talking about how they were, you know, up and coming. But, Ray, they're in first place in the AL Central. I mean, you got, you got to give Minnesota some love, right? 
Well, we knew that they had young talent, and with young talent comes huge question marks, right? And you need two or three of these guys to hit. And good for them because, look, they're still not running away, right? you got to believe in the long run, Cleveland catches them. Uh, Detroit may even catch them. But for now, they are in first place, if only by a game. But the Minnesota Twins have a nice young roster. And if a couple of those day-to-day players and a couple of those pitchers hit, I mean, this might be the team to beat in the AL Central. I mean, if Cleveland keeps their guys, that Cleveland-Minnesota rivalry could could go on for a while. Because I think the Royals are probably done – um, you know, they had their runs, they, they lost, and then they, you know, won a World Series. So, uh, you know, Giovanni Gallardo uh, going down, uh, not Gallardo, the, the, uh, the Dominican kid, the, the guy, he was really their like pitching hasn't been the same. Out of sales. Not so hard yeah. for them, right? To sustain their run with not producing enough runs offensively, their pitching has not been the same. Obviously, they still have decent middle relief and stuff like that starting pitching has just not really been there and they've not financially been able to keep or acquire a big, you know, real big number one and have, you know, have one of these staffs that the Dodgers or the Nationals or, you know, other Mets, you know, some of these other people have. But speaking of other young teams, Ray, let's keep giving a little bit of love. Second place Braves and the first place Milwaukee Brewers. I feel like we're in a time. Are we in the eighties, Ray? I mean, look, it's only what we're about 38, 39 games in. So almost at the 40 game mark. And if you just take a little snapshot, there's no way in heck we thought the Brewers and twins first place, the Yankees, the, the Braves in second and, and the Rockies. The Rockies. In first. And we're diving yeah, back in second now. So, I mean, baseball is, is, is kind of throwing us a little bit of a curveball early on in the season, right? They are, yeah, yeah. The Braves are 16 on the 500, so they're kind of – I mean, they're in second place, but they're not that good. But no, they're no, they're important. not legit, but, I mean, hey, they're on the right track, though. But they're ahead of the Mets, right? <laughs> they're ahead of the Mets. Half a game, yeah. but they're ahead of the Mets, and everybody's like, cool. The, the, the Brew Crew, are, man. That's are gonna go, The Brew Crew, Harvey's wall bangers, and this is with Ryan Braun not even being healthy in and out of the lineup. 24 and 18. Our Yankees are surprising. Look, I picked the Yankees to be fourth. Our Yankees are surprising. They're young talent. Sanchez came back. Judge and Hicks. The pitching staff has, 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 you know, showed up. Michael Pineda has been relatively consistent. Uh, Tanaka hasn't gotten hurt. I mean, this has been this has been a surprise season. And he's pitched pretty good ever since he had the rocky start, and then obviously the Jeter night, he got you know knocked around. But besides that. Um, which was a great ceremony. I don't know if you caught it. I don't know because since you were traveling, uh, but Mother's Day night, ESPN, Jeter, right? It was great. And, you know, the nostalgia, obviously, for Yankee fans. And it just, you know, I was thinking through my, the days, like my favorite Yankees, and it was like Jeter and Reggie and Thurman and, you know, Bucky and Willie and, and, and you know, Dent and, and just all the different guys. But, you know, that this last run that we had, you know, it was fun. The core four and everybody. And you now wonder with this young group, and there's still two or three more young puppies to come up. This could be another great run that the Yankees could be headed on in the next two seasons. 
you know, it comes down to pitching, but if they can solve the pitching problem, yeah, these, these day-to-day players, especially, you know, because we're at the end of Ellsbury's kind of useless, useless, I shouldn't say useless, sorry, yeah, useful, um, you know, career, because, you know, a guy who relies on his legs at the back end of his contract is going to be not as yeah. not as productive. But if you can still get a year, a good year or two out of Ellsbury and the young kids really deliver, you know what? Why not? There's no dominant team. I mean, the Nationals look great, but they're having trouble with the ninth inning. They have no closer, so they might have to give up a pitcher or two to go get themselves a closer. The Cubs, I don't know what happens to the Cubs, but you got to believe they'll be there. The Twins will be there. you got to believe. But right now, it's wild. Well, wait a minute. If the Cubs don't get their pitching together, now there's rumors about them wanting to try to come after Granky, but the Diamondbacks just said, hey, we're not even – thinking of giving up Granky, so Chicago can just pause on that. I think, Ray, the Cubs could be in trouble. Rizzo's bat is cold. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, look, you know, we usually take a snapshot of Memorial Day, and then the next snapshot is July 4th, but, Ray, by July 4th, if they're not, I mean, their division's not great. By July 4th, if they're not in first place by at least two or three games, I'm going to say that I'm I, that they could really be in trouble. Wow. You know? Okay. So, I mean, we'll see. So, let's 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 get to the NBA. I mean, well, let's get to the NFL. We'll end strong with the NBA. Lots to talk about in the NBA. NFL, real quick, some quick hitters. Your thoughts, uh, Eagles signing LeGarrette Blunt, one-year deal. I think it was a huge steal. They're probably going to cut Ryan Matthews, and then he goes in with Donnell Pumphrey, and Darren Sproles, I love it. What do you think about Blunt to the Eagles? 18 touchdowns to lead the league and 1,200 yards. And the Giants, by the way, they should have signed him. I think they totally dropped the ball on this one, Ray. Well, look, if you put Blunt and Sproles together, I think that's the perfect combination of back. Um, Blunt is funny, though, because sometimes he's great and sometimes it seems like he checks out. Remember Brett Saberhagen in the, in the mid-'80s? He'd have a Every other year, year, a terrible year, a great year, a terrible year, a great year, right? So I don't know what's up with this dude, LeGarrette Blount. And, you know, I don't know if he'll be bitter to him because he's never really gotten paid. The The Patriots really got him for a cheap, and then they, and then they you know, franchise him, at the, or not franchise him, but they tagged him at the free agent at the very last day you could. And so they kind of played around with him. And so I just hope his mind is right, but if it is, Look, this Eagles team is putting together, you know, solid, solid uh, offensive talent. Well, if now, nothing else, you've got to consider a one-year deal. He's playing for his next contract to maybe, yeah, his, you yeah. know, final, you know, to get a two- or three-year deal to end his career. So I would think he's going to be at his best and, you know, probably be pretty productive for the Eagles. I mean, you throw in Torrey Smith and Jordan Matthews and Alshon Jeffrey with Sproles and Carson Wentz and Blunt. And their tight end? Wow. <laughs> nice nice move, Eagles. Nice move. Speaking of tight ends, the Steelers, uh, they waved Ladarius Lider- Green. So that's just a little never sign. Never turned out to be what they thought he would. No, yeah. Never developed for the Chargers. Only played two or three good games for the Steelers. They like Jesse James. And, um, you know, and I think they got someone in the draft. But on another uh, sort of, I guess, big note, Ray, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to be their backup. 
Now, it's not a big deal that they didn't sign Kaepernick. Maybe Fitzpatrick fits better in that system. And you know the Cardinals the other week signed Blaine Gabbert. But Fitzpatrick is like a curse because the only time that he's like not wound up playing, you know, when he was a backup, I think they said was 9 with the Bengals. Like, so anytime he's on the team and he's a backup, the starting quarterback gets hurt and he gets, you know, a couple of starts at least. So I don't know if oh uh, you know, we'll have to see on hot, hard knocks with the Buccaneers, which will be fascinating. But um, I guess a very, uh, you know, productive, solid backup, um, Fitzpatrick. But do you think the flirtation of the Seahawks with Kaepernick is real? And do you think that Kaepernick will finally get a, a contract? Because it's getting kind of funny looking to me. It's, it's getting kind of like, wow, Cap, Cap's getting played here. So the funny thing is, I don't think that that team, you know, particularly Pete Carroll, I mean, they're confident enough that they don't need to play games. So if you want Kaepernick, go get him. And, you know, but this flirting around with him, look, we're interested, we're not interested. You know who he is. You know, bring him in for an interview. You know what he can do on the field. You know his limitations. You know his upside. You know his downside. So I feel like all you need to see is where his head is. And just do it. If you're going to bring him in and and sign him already, you need to be on the team. He's one of the 64 best quarterbacks in the NFL, no doubt about it. Yeah. So now Brady's wife, Giselle, comes out and says, you know, CBS Morning that, you know, basically Brady's had concussions the last couple of years. He gets them every year. Uh, Donald Yee, the agent, said no, he did not have one. The NFL said no, he did not have one. Um, Bree said he would not. He does not tell his wife if he has one. What is not that Giselle's lying, because Tom could have not said anything to anybody. But I mean, where do you think we're at with sort of convincing players to potentially protect themselves? Because I know Brady is the competitor. He's not going to want to say anything because he already had to miss the four games. He didn't want to miss any more games. So if he got his bell rung, Brady's going to be like, I'm keeping it quiet because you know how his competitive juices are. And, Ray, let's be honest, most quarterbacks are going to be like that. It's not just Brady or Cam or anyone else, right? It's the quarterback. They don't want to tell him get out of the game. So I believe Giselle. Yeah. I think she doesn't know how to diagnose the concussion, but from – all she's seen and what she looks at on other either other players or what she's read about, she's probably seen him have a concussion. So and mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me one bit if the New England Patriots did not properly record a concussion despite the concussion protocol. Now, you could argue is Brady really good at hiding it or are they doing it on purpose? I have no idea. But it might both be true. But what I do know is the NFL is not doing enough to deal with this concussion. They're starting. They're moving in the right direction, having an independent doctor. But I think when it comes to stars, they're going to be reticent to pull the plug and and send the full-fledged, send the dogs out there with the concussion protocol. I I just don't see it. 
Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're totally right. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating how this all plays out and, you know, family members of the players sort of now with everybody having their own sort of news cycle on Twitter or anything else, they can sort of tell their truth to kind of protect their family members, whether it's parents or spouses or children, because, you know, when you have someone at home and we spoke to NFL players like Wesley Walker and Burgess Owens and, you know, Archuleta, you know, we've had these guys on our show and, you know, especially Wesley Walker, he, you know, he spoke about just not just concussions, but just the physical pain, the surgeries and stuff like that. And, you know, if you've got somebody at home and you didn't see them get pulled out of the game and then they're kind of like woozy, having headaches, maybe dizzy, maybe can't, you know, have the light, don't want to hear their children talk that, that those are signs and that's major, you know what I mean? So you're right. I don't, I totally believe her 100% and it could have been not said by Brady, could have been the Patriots, could have been a combination. Um, Let's hope that they move better forward with this. So let's get to the NBA, man. First, the NBA, um, you know, all NBA teams. The first team is obvious. We both agreed on it. Um, I think, you know, we had both said Davis, but if they weren't considering him a center, we thought Cousins. Cousins didn't even make any of the three teams. Neither did Paul George or Hayward. So I'm kind of disappointed in those three gentlemen maybe not making it, um, especially Cousins. So the first team, you know, only Harden was unanimous, so that's bizarre. One uh, reporter did not put LeBron or Westbrook on the first team, which I think is blasphemous. Now, what's up with that? I mean, it, take his take Yeah, his some guys get so cute. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So it's Davis, Kawhi, LeBron, Harden, and Westbrook. The second team, I, I want you to give me some thoughts on this. Rudy Gobert at center. Yes, he had a great season. I know you were really impressed with him, but second team, okay. You know, then you have, uh, you know, Greek freak Giannis, Durant, who was injured, but was having an amazing season, um, Isaiah Thomas, and, and Steph Curry. Do you have any issues with the second team? I don't. I don't, because I think Rudy Gobert had a tremendous impact on both sides of the floor, but specifically on defense. Um, His team made the playoffs. His team beat the Clippers in the first round. Uh, They obviously got blown out in the next round. You you don't know this, obviously. You you vote before the end. Right. Right. So, no, no, I think think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. It it is ironic, not ironic, but it's uh, interesting to note that the NBA put in that you know, 200 million number that, 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 um, if you make the, one of the first three all NBA or one of the all NBA teams, you could resign almost like the super Larry bird rule rights that would have kept Durant or would have made it even more financially, uh, you know, attractive to stay in Oklahoma city, but Gordon Hayward and Paul George missed out on it. So they missed out on, on these $200 million contracts. So it cost them something like $50, $60 million not being put in one of the first three. But I feel weird that the media is determining that. That's a little, unfortunately, most guys are professionals, right? We, if you and I were voting, we'd be totally professionals. Some guys, they get caught up in like personalities and this and that. So let's talk about the third team. The third team though was DeAndre Jordan. Um, 
obviously DeMar DeRozan, who had a great season, John Wall, um, Jimmy Butler, who probably got in over Paul George, and Draymond Green. So if you had on the third team, if you were to put in George and Hayward, would you take off Green and Butler? Would you take off Butler DeRozan? Or do you think the third team is just perfect and Hayward and George kind of fall short? You know what? It's hard. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Hayward, I mean, sorry, Jimmy Butler and Paul George flip a coin. I mean, really, yeah. the Rosen had a They're great both, year. You got to give him props. He, yeah, you got to give the Rosen. You got to get the Rosen yeah. there. And even though they got bounced early, they were the third seed. So to me, it comes down to Butler versus George, and they're both two-way players. Uh, they both were in trade talks. The birth had to do a lot. They both kind of sneaked into the playoffs. I don't have a problem with it. Okay, I think George is a little bit better, but in terms of production this year. I'm okay with that. On the other side, can you make a case for Gordon Hayward? Yeah, just like you could for Rudy Gobert. You could for Gordon Hayward. I think that Gobert, because of his defense, because of his you know leading the league in, in uh, block shots and being up there in rebounds, I think he made more of an impact on the defensive side of the, of the ball. But Gordon Hayward, should he be 13? I could see it, but I'm not devastated. I, I think I actually like like the voting. I think it was fine. Two guys that I would say that I would maybe question for DeAndre Jordan, Cousins and Carl Anthony Towns. Because if I'm being honest, I think Carl Anthony Towns had a great season, but they didn't win, so I get that. And then yeah. – you know, that's where it, it kind of, what can you say? And then, you know, the, I don't understand. I, I thought DeMarcus Cousins had a pretty darn good season. You know, I know he was traded, but this guy was scoring. I mean, he wound up instead of like, he had 28 and 12 and he dropped down to like, I think 26 and 12. But gosh, I mean, <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins had a great season. I don't know if DeAndre Jordan was, do- I mean, DeAndre played better this year, but he wasn't doing what Boogie Cousins was doing, but you know no, he didn't you're win. Right. Get it? You're right, and uh, it looks like in retrospect, if you look at it, that people took winning uh, you know, kind of yes, above everything. Winning was the theme of the exactly. But then Gordon Hayward should have been recognized because he, you know, one of the was one of the leaders of a team that was in the, you know, in that four-five game in the Western Conference in that brutal Western Conference. So. You know, I, I am okay with it, but but I could see you could tweak it a little bit. Yeah. So let's get to, uh, you know, what's going on. You know, the question really of the day is, will the Cavs and Warriors, you know, basically, you know, have a perfect record when they meet in the NBA Finals at 12-0? and 0? And at this point, I'm ready to say yes. You know, I, I thought that the Spurs, obviously, they would have a chance, and they showed that, you know uh, – uh, Mother's Day, but if Kawhi didn't get hurt, but now even when he comes back Saturday, you don't know the percentage he'll be at. I think Saturday is the best shot for the Spurs to take down the Warriors, but I just don't. I think yeah they'll play better, but I guess to me I see it being more like uh, 105, 101 better. 
You know what I mean? Like the Warriors still win. So give me your thoughts on the rest of the Warriors series, and then we'll get to tonight with the, the Cavs. It's and was the play dirty? We haven't, we haven't addressed that. Did, did you think the, the play was dirty from your boy Zaza? I think it was because of the new rules, right? Bruce Bowen used to do that all the time. But the new rules state that you got to give a man a place to land, and somebody was calling him clumsy, and somebody was calling him dirty. So depending on who you look, I think he 100% had the intention of bothering Kawhi Leonard on the way down. Right, that second step. He knew step. he was injured. Exactly. He knew he was injured, and he was, you know, it wasn't, it's not vicious, but it's it's just enough that an injured guy gets, and he gets to play, oh, I'm a little klutzy. Now, he so you're calling him Urkel? Man. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that. I do, I do feel for San Antonio because they're, probably at the point where they need to uh, shake this team up a little bit. Tony Parker going down was bad enough. Kawhi going down. Look, at the end of the day, either of these series, if they don't go 4-0, they'll go 4-1. So, you know what? I'll go out on a limb, and I'll say that the Golden State Warriors lose game three, but that's it. I'll say that San Antonio shoots great. Popovich is in their ears for three straight days. They get a long break. I don't know why Cleveland goes back-to-back. Um, but you know, I guess well, they're the a game ahead. Wanted... I mean, that's game three. Right, the schedule makers wanted them to... game two tonight. They wanted them to catch up, but still, the the, the Warriors. I mean, the, uh, the yeah, the Warriors Spurs get three days off. That's crazy. In the middle of the Western Conference Finals. Listen, uh, both but... these series sweep. Both these series sweep. They don't start the finals to June second. So you could have like eight days with no NBA basketball. So, right. um, talk about the Cavs tonight. Because I think the Cavs are going to win, and I think Boston will play better. I think they were kind of shell-shocked after the seven-game series, Ray. But they have no answers. And even with them trying to get a little bit more physical in the fourth quarter, they still have no answers. LeBron James in year 14, seven straight Western Eastern Conference Finals, might be playing at his all-time apex, 35 points, you know, Eight he can't free throws, though. He, this is that's the only thing. He is doing it right now, and I don't know if I've ever seen his confidence. He feel, You're seeing it. Like, he can do anything he wants, and you see it on the court. It's great to watch. And the way Love, Love is playing with his confidence, and Kyrie only had 11 the other night, but that was more just by the flow of the game. Because Kyrie, when he wants to dance on somebody, oh, my goodness. He just goes right by him. And I guess it's good that Boston got the number one pick. The question is, do they draft faults or do they trade it to get sign Hayward and then trade a number one pick to Chicago and see if they can get Butler and Hayward over there? That's what I would do. You know what I mean? In terms of them winning the draft lottery, which we'll talk about another show. But give me, give me your thing. Does the Cavs sweep? You know what? I'll say no. I'll say Boston wins a desperation game. Not obviously they got to do it on the road, but I'll say I'll say they play desperate. They play crazy. Brad Stevens schemes up something and they hit their threes. So I'll say that one goes four-one as well. Okay, you're going with both fives, and I, that's what I thought in the beginning, and now I'm just going to go with both sweeps. 
So great show. We'll be back next Friday. Definitely get more into the NBA playoffs. We'll start looking towards the NBA draft and, and, and you know, some of the things that are coming forward with the NBA. Uh, with the Preakness this weekend, does uh, Always Dreaming get it done again, Ray, or what? No, no. I'm, uh, dominated on a muddy course, but, no, I, I think I'm going to go with the field on this one. Yeah, I would say so, too. Um, maybe it's classic Empire's turn. We'll see what happens. So, everybody have a great sports weekend. It's hot on the East Coast. It's hot in the West Coast. Everybody be careful with these tornadoes. More are coming in, in, in Oklahoma and, and North Texas. So just be safe out there. And uh, like always, thanks for listening and uh, talking sports with friends. See you next week. We're out. We're out.